starting. Hey, there we go. We're getting this thing going in five. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the podcast of Do You Know the Mob? I'm your co-host, Samuel Bren, and the famous iconic line we always like to hear is... And Brandon Ellis! Brandon, I heard we have a little shout-out to give to... Did you say like 12 and 13 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I think they're actually 11, but yeah, oh. some uh, some of our faithful listeners asked for a shout-out, so uh, Caleb and Leela, there's your shout-out. <laughs> Just for the record, parents, we have multiple times said... Listener discretion is advised. So, <laughs> I think they listen to us on their way to school. So it's oh uh, boy, they get some so, education on the way to class. So what I should be hearing is we should be getting a huge demographic of our zero to seventeen should be <laughs> rising up very quickly. Uh, <laughs> it is, um, but it may be on their parents' Spotify or uh, okay browser. Hey, you know, a listen's a listen. Ad money's ad money. <laughs> ad money is ad money. <laughs> Uh, did you say Caleb and, uh, did you say Lila? Lila. Lila. Oh, okay. Well, if there's one piece of advice I could give you guys, it's stay in school. Because if I've learned anything about these mobster biographies, <laughs> many of them did not. <laughs> stay in school, stay out of jail. And they might be, these guys might be remembered, but not for good reasons. <laughs> and they did live long. Let's just be very, very upfront about that. But Sam, is it any public um what's the phrase isn't any publicity good of publicity uh that is a lie whoever came up with that (laughs) (laughs) laying on half your workforce is not just ask jeffrey upstein or jared from subway or i don't know just horrible people (laughs) oh no no i don't like exactly bad publicity yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so brandon for our uh trivia I've got a. I think. I think you could do this one. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But are I, I'm you feeling familiar, good. Are you familiar with the Dow Jones? The old Dow yes. Jones. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know about investing, the Dow Jones is what you call blue chip companies. So, uh, people basically have picked their thirty companies they think represent best of our economy. Essentially, like one for each category or something. So, Brandon, it is. Hard to get on the Dow Jones, and it's difficult to get off. You can stay on for a while. So I'm not going to ask you to name 30 companies, but I am going to ask you to name 10 companies. And are those 10 companies that you name, are they in the Dow Jones? So you have some wiggle room to work with here. You want me to name 10 companies? You want me to get 33% of the the, the companies on that list? Hey, I feel like I've given you some hard trivia, so I think, I think this is a, a doable one. But we'll see. We'll see. I am not confident at all because <clears throat> I've never looked at this. <laughs> uh, uh, that's perfect because that would be un, un, that wouldn't be very fun if you had looked at it recently. <laughs> I've looked at the <clears throat> Fortune 500 companies, but um... well, you know, I believe in you. You got this, all right. So just name ten companies that you think would be on the Dow Jones. So it's hard to get on. So what today, you're telling me is I should say like MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> oh the myspace you know brandon you were just telling me you delete your instagram but do you have your myspace going <laughs> believe it or not i never had a myspace me Did either you? me either oh, okay. no all right what you got okay 
Oh, I was buying time. HP, oh. Procter okay. & Gamble. Okay. Uh, gosh. You're good. Think of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> the no fun league, as I like to call it. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What's another company? Um, oh my gosh. What I feel is like a I'm common, missing common businesses or brands that are like number one in their thing? Hmm. I'm trying to think of some oil and gas companies right now. Oh, few Oklahoma are coming out of you. <laughs> <laughs> think uh, clothing. Think re- retail. Coles. Think entertainment. Coles. Sears. Don't say Bed Facebook. Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Sears. Facebook. I'm just gonna name a bunch of random. Companies yeah, you're good. Now. Be random. Macy's. Uh, let me think. Bear. Okay, um, wait, Bear and um, Stearns? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Bear Paint. <laughs> uh, and I think two more. Let's see. Give me, I need another hint. Give me a hint. You never give me hints. Uh, I did. Uh, cell phone, shoes, bank. AT&T and Nike. All right, all right, here we go. So here's the Dow Jones for you. United Health Group, Goldman Sachs, Microsoft, uh, you'll be kicking yourself on this one. McDonald's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Home that. Depot. Home Depot brand dog. Can't forget that. I worked there. You worked at a Home Depot. Your humble <laughs> beginnings. Wow. Uh, I don't think I know this company, but Amgen Incorporated. Visa. Visa. Uh, Caterpillar. Uh, Boeing Company. Honeywell. Salesforce. I didn't know they were on there. Travelers companies, so like Travelers Insurance, Apple. You missed Apple. Missed Apple. Uh, Johnson and Johnson, Chevron. You did get Procter and Gamble, so good job. Kudos to you. I try to remember Chevron. That's what I was trying to remember. Ah, yes, the oil. Yeah, Uh, American Express, Walmart, Brandon, Walmart. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. You did get Nike, right? I think you said Nike. So good job. Uh, IBM is still on there. Uh, Merck and Company, 3M, uh, Walt Disney. You missed Disney. Walt Disney. You're also going to be kicking yourself with this one. Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Uh. Yeah. And then there is Down Incorporated, Cisco Systems, Verizon. You said ATT, I think, but uh, I think Verizon's the one they have. And then Walgreens and Intel. So there you have it. The Dow does so, quite a variety. I was trying to remember Honeywell as well. Uh, so you were thinking the tougher ones. I thought you would yeah. like say Disney or Nike or Coca-Cola or McDonald's, Walmart. Um, you overthought it. You overthought it. I'm not good on my feet, Sam, is what you're hearing <laughs> right now. No, no. I'm proud of you. We put you on the spot every week and you deliver. I'm not saying you always <laughs> deliver right, but you deliver. <laughs> <laughs> you deliver something. It may be crap, but it's delivery. <laughs> we're delivering. <laughs> Oh, Brandon. So today's podcast, today's episode, I think you're going to love the nickname, which usually, if I'm being honest, the nicknames uh, come through pretty fun, you know, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, But today's person is Philip Testa, or as they like to call him, Philip the Chicken Man Testa. The Chicken Man. (laughs) The Chicken Man. (laughs) So uh, we'll we'll get started. Uh, so Philip Carlos Testa, 
was born on April 21st, 1924 in Mistresta, Italy. He was a Sicilian immigrant to New York City and then made his way to Philadelphia. So we're going to be doing a Philly guy, which is exciting. I don't know if we've done a Philadelphia guy yet. So I don't know if we have. Yeah, starting to. I know we got to Boston, and I feel like we're starting to venture out a little bit. I think I got a Cleveland guy coming up for us in a in a future episode. Mm. Um. So Philip was initially a gambler. Uh oh. <laughs> and <laughs> good start. Stay in school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And owned a construction company. So we. Uh, he's he's probably getting too much money to work with. <laughs> uh, he joined the mob in the Philadelphia. And became a Philadelphia, sorry, joined the Philadelphia crime family leader, Angelo Bruno, who we've mentioned many times, very famous mobster. So Philip, the chicken man Testa, was an underboss. Now, we've talked about underboss, right, Brandon? The underboss is like second in the command, correct? Yes. All right. I had to, I had to uh, go to my source, go to my... Well, uh, <laughs> we've mentioned a few different underbosses as well, people that have kind of risen through the ranks. Exactly, yeah. So he got to be the underboss in Philly. And uh, Testa became boss after Bruno was murdered in 1980. Uh, Bruno was murdered by his own advisor, Antonio uh, Capagirio. So I guess you got to be careful who you can trust, <laughs> who's <laughs> advising you. <laughs> um, he later married a lady who had two children with him. Uh, unlike the rules stated, Testa is one of the few mobsters we have covered who had a mustache. So apparently that was a mobster rule i didn't real i didn't know that did you know that brandon i did not know that yeah so you wouldn't you wouldn't make the cut is what i'm hearing <laughs> well you just gotta give me about a month and then i'll have a little something some <laughs> so apparently that was part of the mafia code and we do need to kind of find some of the mafia codes i feel like it's like baseball like unwritten rules almost or something like that um so he remained loyal to his wife and did not have a mistress which and he did not drink heavily, which is unlike many mobsters we've covered, I, I would say it's safe to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, he was a devout Catholic, but uh, try, but he did get involved with gambling, as we you know mentioned. Testa was no laughing ma matter, though. He was classified by the FBI as one of the most violent members of the Bruno crime family. And uh, he was considered a man who would fight almost anybody over almost anything. Which we, we've done a few hotheads before. Mm -hmm. Testa was very close to his son, Salvatore, and inducted him into his mob family. You know, uh, as they like to say, Brandon, keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he became involved with him in illegal drug trafficking, loan sharking, and extortion. One month before Testa's murder, which we will... Uh, sorry, to, sorry to blow the... Uh, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's going to die? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll die. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, a uh, month before he was murdered, uh, he and several of his associates were indicated in federal racketeering case of loan shark and gambling. And uh, Testa was also nicknamed the Chicken Man, not just due to his later involvement in the poultry business, so, but also because of his pock marked face his his mm. pock marks are believed to have been caused by a horrible case of chicken pox scars that never fully healed <laughs> oh gosh oh Poor get guy. this brandon it was described as a face only a mother could love <laughs> oh 
<laughs> I feel like he killed the person who said that. <laughs> but you know what? He had a wife and a couple kids. Hey, Brandon, look him up. Look him up and tell me what you think. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're doing a live, live look up here. Chicken Man. Uh, what was his last name, Sam? Testa. T-E-S-T-A. Oh. A face only a mother could love. <laughs> well, I mean, when it's a mug shot, it's going to look a little rough, folks. <laughs> that's, that's fair. You got you got driver's license, mug shot right after it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say there is a chicken man image some, of a person made to look like a chicken right next to which also is funny. There's there's some scars going on, but there's poor guy, poor guy, poor guy. So a better nickname he had was he was also called the Julius Caesar of the Philadelphia mob, which also spoiler alert. <laughs> Julius <laughs> died. <laughs> yeah. He got stabbed in the back. <clears throat> so um uh, his daughter ran his secret office inside a bank building, and his son helped at the restaurant Testa owned. So, very family-oriented. On March 15, 1981, Testa returned to his home in South Philadelphia. As he opened the door, a nail bob exploded under his front porch. Brandon, can you explain to me and the listeners what a nail bomb is exactly? Oh my gosh, what a... Wow. Um, so obviously, this escalated it, quickly. <laughs> it is not a uh, not a good present you want to receive. Um, a nail bomb is an anti-personnel explosive device containing nails, obviously, uh, to increase its effectiveness at harming people. Uh, the nails act as shrapnel, leading almost certainly to some sort of injury or death. Um, they are an effective method used to surprise people. Um, and you'll see this a lot in covert operations or mm-hmm. like this when you're trying to off someone. <laughs> this this has to be one of the most rare, like one one way type of murders we've seen yet. Like this isn't just come in and shoot the guy. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of just shot and shot in the head or in the back situations. <laughs> yeah, this is very uh yeah, some of our episodes do live up to the mobster stereotypes, I feel like. <laughs> Well, um, I, it's so funny. Before this, I've only heard of nail bombs for like the IRA in Ireland or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. some other guerrilla activity. We'll give it. We'll give them this. It was creative. <laughs> it was creative. What happens, Sam? So the house was ravaged, and witnesses claim that pieces of Testa's body were scattered blocks away. So this was no joke of a bomb. Was he was rushed to the hospital bomb. and died of internal bleeding. So he didn't even die right away. His son was very bitter about the way his father was murdered, as I can imagine. (laughs) And and he became a rising star in the Philadelphia crime family. Testa's leadership only lasted about a year, though. Uh, And also, Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about it. Fun fact. Um, Apparently, the murder has been conspired by Philip's own underboss. Again, the advisors and underbosses taking out their leaders. So, Peter Cicella and Frank Narducci Sr., uh, they were later maybe claimed to or to have done it. Following Philip's death, a huge mafia war ensured ensued for the control of the gang. This was officially the start of the Philadelphia War, and Testa mm-hmm. was the first victim to set it off. So that's kind of kind of interesting. We'll have to get into what the Philadelphia War was later on, but this was the start. It always has to Add be to uh, has to be the first shot fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> first, someone's got to die first. Get, first bomb to explode. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh so uh 
Nicodemus Garfo became the new boss of the crime family and made Philip's uh, Philip's son his second in command. Eventually, Salvador was murdered on the orders of Scarfo. People paid for the death of killing Testa because it was without permission from mafia leaders, which is also a big no-no in the mafia world. You're supposed to usually have to get permission from the boss. So, Well, it's interesting, too, because, you know, you look at it from the outside, you wouldn't expect there to be so many rules and hierarchy. And we've seen this with a couple of people before, you know, thinking something like Chicago, New York, where someone wasn't approved to get killed. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's it becomes a danger for them it's a risk they're taking so mm-hmm. well there you have it folks of do you know the mob thank you for listening as always subscribe share with others follow yes sam Brandon. i gotta cut you off there man we gotta tell well, the listeners where we're going this weekend oh we got the bachelor party got the guys bachelor party <laughs> we have to celebrate every time sam and i meet up we are meeting up this weekend because our boy sam is getting married and right. we are doing a bachelor party in the fantastic state of indiana brandon i was look we were looking at um the attire the wedding attire and this guy at joseph a bank it was so funny he brought out uh he's like oh i gotta show you some sock selection and they were not <laughs> socks that nancy claire approved of let me tell you <laughs> is, is but, nancy claire a a classy person or is she about a little bit of excitement well she's definitely classier than these socks because the socks the guy brought out well, some of them were fun. They said, you know, groom or groom party or groom, groom tribe. But then the last sock said it showed the ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. And Nancy Claire laughed at a courtesy, but she later told me no. <laughs> well, I uh, will let the groomsmen know to just go ahead and purchase those socks and show her when she's walking down the aisle. Hey, less money for me to uh, to spend on for socks if you guys are going to get your own. <laughs> hey, just so you know, Sam, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pair of socks, we tried some out, like bought some to see if they matched the bridesmaid dresses, and they were charging me 50 bucks. I was, or no, <gasps> sorry, sorry, that was for the tie. But still, I, I usually ties, I think I spend like 20 maybe, but $50 for a tie. It's like, what is this? It's a nice oh. tie. My tie for my wedding was not that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've never spent that much on a tie before. And we're still looking at the options, but the one I grabbed for Joseph A. Bank, I was like, are you kidding me? But anyways, <laughs> that you can get me going on a rant there. But uh, so that's, do you know the mob? I'm your co-host, Sam Bren. And this is Brendan Us. Signing off. Hey, listeners, or as we like to say, our nosy neighbors. I'm Mary. And I'm Kylie. And we are the hosts of Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. We cover well to not so well-known solved cases. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. See you in in our our neighborhood. neighborhood. Cheers. Cheers.